Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. So, I've decided to take my little mini trip. <laughs> I am really, really excited. So, I am going to be going to San Diego over the weekend. It's kind of a special weekend. It's my birthday weekend. And I've never been one who's been like all into birthdays. Like, I'm really not. Um, like, I am for my children, but not necessarily for myself. But it's kind of a special birthday because it's on a Saturday. And so I'm really excited. And I decided to get a little place. I got an Airbnb there. And I. I noticed that it's like you can't tell people about your plans. I've, I've, it's like they kind of mess up the energy. You know, like yesterday I was at my candle making job and I was sharing with my friends there about how I was going to take this trip and they were like, why would you risk you know, because we're in the middle of this pandemic and I don't plan to like um, <clears throat> go to any hugely public places. I um, you just never know who you might run into, though. But <laughs> but no, I plan to like bring my computer and and write and be quiet and order food and um I'm not going to be able to be on the beach very much, if at all. I think the beaches are categorically closed. So that part, I, I just don't know. But um, and just stay away from people. Um, but I, I understand. I, I've been socially distancing. And I haven't really talked about this very much kind of on purpose, but so this week there's been this big protest of the quarantine orders, I guess you'll call them orders. I don't know if they're orders, um, but I did know that our governor like closed down the school system and ask us to stay in and I can see around where I live that things were different uh, because of this order and I also understand wanting to get back to work I'm very very fortunate to right now have an income and so I'm just going to say that I'm very fortunate I but there's this big protest and then um, Trump was talking about um, reopening the country. So I had gone to this grocery store last week and then when I went yesterday I was quite shocked. The first thing I noticed was that there wasn't I couldn't 
get a sanitation, like um, those wipes. I couldn't get one because, I mean, it looked like there was a, a some squirt bottles and, but I was quite shocked. And then when I went in, a lot of people did not have masks on. In fact, there were more people without masks than with masks. And I ended up turning around and walking out and had a really, really strange feeling as I walked to my car. Um, partly because I've been seeing that these stay-at-home orders have been not for no reason. They're, they're asking us to stay home, to not spread this thing. And while it has been a challenging time for myself and my children and my community, I am really concerned about a resurgence of this thing. That actually some people think that there's no thing <laughs> which is part of the danger of of going back to the David Icke interview. Um, for those of you who are just listening to this podcast, um, Brian Rose had done an interview with David Icke and it had been banned and it wasn't that David Icke said there was no coronavirus. He just said that the amount of attention that is being placed to it is purposeful. I believe, and I'm not sure, I'm sort of speaking for him, but it sort of seems like he it is his belief that it is no different than other viruses. However, I... And there's been so much information out that it's really hard to know what is the truth. It is really challenging, I think, at this point to know what is the truth. But I, I for one, I'm not ready to go running around the streets hugging people. <laughs> I'm just not. I, I'm going to quarantine as much as humanly possible for maybe as long as humanly possible for right now. Um, although in my circumstance, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I, I guess my, my life is really kind of simple anyway, but I, I hang out with my, I've been hanging out a little bit with my two best friends and hiking and being socially distant and and so my life hasn't dramatically you know changed some people's lives have dramatically changed like my son oh my gosh I mean he's like he goes dancing every weekend and he he is just a really a social butterfly He's a social butterfly, and um, so um, 
Anyway, what I wanted to talk about in this podcast is a little bit of that, like this combination, you know, because I hear all kinds of things. So maybe I should just talk to my own experience. Only to my own experience. Um, about like the, f- of whatever it is that you want to do. Like the goal that you have, like you set an intention, you set a goal, and then whatever it is, there are some things that I have noticed that have to come into play. And yesterday I was talking to my friend a little bit about this. We were talking about um, she has this issue in her life that she has not been able to get past. It's actually a relationship. She has a relationship thing going on that's been going on for many years and she was and I was trying to explain to her that it it is a chemical thing in her brain it's chemical she just wants it to get better like you know it'll they'll have an argument and then and then it's off and then she just wants it better she just becomes obsessed about it being better And we were talking about what a different approach that I take, that I haven't always taken this approach, but I, and I'm not really sure exactly how to say this because I know that I really love people. But maybe it is that I love them enough to be wise enough to know that um, to let them go. To be able to let a person go knowing that ultimately, you know, um, they will, I guess they wouldn't be happy with me or, or I see an obstacle to my own happiness. I don't know, but I'm, I'm much more likely to, to have the ability to move, move into a different place regarding relationships. And I can kind of see it. I mean, the last like real love relationship I had is going on two years now. Um, since that categorically fell apart, and I was telling her about this this thing that had happened where it was fairly dramatic. I had said something that really upset him. And he had reacted in a way, and I was, I was kind of sitting in the kitchen, and I was thinking, and I was like, "Wow, I really recognize this. I recognize this." And it was just this pattern that that she is in. This 
way of being in relationship with people. And I think it could be generally. It's not just with our with our romantic relationships, it's with all of them. Where you have some kind of attachment to this person to one degree or another and to a secure or not secure attachment with a person. And then that attachment is threatened by some kind of conflict. And then a real need to reconnect. I guess in order to feel better, like this real need to reconnect. But there's this point where, where it's, it's just a pattern that isn't going to be fixed with, with certain people. Because you've, you've done it over and over and over and over and over. You've done it a thousand times with this person. And until you break that cycle, there, there isn't going to be a resolve. And it's a really, really bad pattern. And so at this point in my life, I'm, I'm much more likely to just walk away. And I don't know what that means. I mean, maybe I'm hopelessly flawed, but I, um, and it's not that I don't think that relationships can be mended because I do, <clears throat> but so we got to talking about that and she was like commenting about how, I mean, this particular scenario that I was telling you about myself and the last man that I loved, loved, which ended two years ago, when this thing happened that was fairly dramatic, I was gone within a week. I mean, moved out within a week. And it wasn't the first, I mean, it was, I, I saw where it was going and it didn't get any better in that week. It just digressed to something really, really really bad and I digressed to having like trauma for my entire life coming up it was it was really quite traumatic and and but I'm much better now it's been almost two two years but anyway I, I got to thinking about this last night I I got to thinking about the things that we have to be willing to do to just be happy, to move in the direction of the life that we're wanting. And there's a few things that you just have to be willing to do. Or I have found that you've had to be willing to do, or I had to be willing to do. Um, And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like, I'm going back and forth whether I really want to, but I think that I do. One of them, a really, really big one is a willingness to be disliked. 
Because that's what I have found. I have found over the years that people just, they, for one reason or another, they just don't like me. And I think this is the truth for everyone. But it really, really has nothing to do with me. So yesterday, this was blazingly obvious. <laughs> I was at, at one of my... I was doing something with other people. And we were talking about... Um, Actually, we were talking about being a single mom. I don't know how, I can't remember right at the moment how this came up, but um, being a single mom and, um, and some of we were talking about like um, poverty. Oh, debt. It had to do with debt. And I said to her, I said, well, I don't know a single mom who has not gone into some form of debt. And she just really went off. Oh, yeah, they they go out and they party and they go on to Las Vegas. And, you know, they're just after the child support. <laughs> this is what what she said and kind of in the tone she said it. I'm exaggerating a bit, but, and I, I was so taken back by that because that is the farthest thing from myself and my closest friends who have been through divorce have been like, they're just not like that. They're just not, I'm just saying that they're not like that. They're, they are managing their lives in a, a miraculous way. They're really, really amazing women. And sometimes you have to do what you have to do. You have to feed your children. And and um, I had gone even further that I... Um, there was this minister that I was listening to for a period of time, and I really liked him. I liked him a lot. And then I was listening to one of his his sermons or talks or something and it was about it was about finding a spouse or and and it was about a single I think it was about single women but I'm not sure but I don't even think it would matter and and a man not wanting a woman who had debt like, I don't want to take on or mention take on a woman's debt. And I was so taken back by that because, and I'm not saying that I ascribe to this line of thinking, but it so, goes so dichotomous to what Jesus talked about and or what they talk about Jesus doing for us. Like taking on on our debt and and so I I was really taken back by that not that I expect a man to take on my debt because I don't but I I was like 
but a man rejecting me because of my debt is really, in my opinion, not a very kind thing to do. Especially, I'm not really sure what they would do if they were in my position. Maybe they would have done a lot better. Some men would have done a lot better with my skill set, but that's that. But anyway, and what I realized at that point, and I just stopped. I didn't want to argue with her, and I just said, well, we've had different experiences. And that's, that's it. Her whole life experience is quite different. Um, she's had children who have gotten divorced, and this is how her, her daughter-in-laws have acted. And so this has been the point of attraction for her. Um, and what I've noticed is, is a lot of times it's sort of like this. Um, I'm starting to see more and more that there's these this disparity between life experiences and it's totally fine except it, it it doesn't it's very very challenging when you see the world through a totally different lens i mean literally through a different lens i don't mean literally i don't know why i just said that <laughs> But anyway, I found over the years that there's been like a number, there's of people who have been around me who haven't liked me. But then when this life change came, there were a lot of people, including my, you know, people in my close circle. I don't really like the new you. I like the old you, not the new you. I mean, it wasn't like outwardly stated but it was very implied but here's the truth it's always been the me it's always been me it's just that I'm now unable to the filter has been taken off and I've expanded to a point where I can't I can no longer not be me in your presence and so really making the choice to not be in the presence. Um, and so I lost a lot of people, and, and, and there had to be this willingness to do so. And in the case of my friend, definitely the willingness to, to let go of him. To let go of him. And so so the first thing is, the willingness to not be liked because here's another thing as you as you emanate success or or and I'm going to actually use a different word as you emanate love there's a lot of people who are really repulsed by that I know that sounds really strange but they just they just don't like it <laughs> they just they're just not going to like you and 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 being okay with that the second thing is being able to be uncomfortable. This willingness to be uncomfortable because when you change, you are going to be uncomfortable to a certain degree. It's just there. It's 
it's the unknown and sometimes the unknown is very exciting and then sometimes the unknown is not it's like it's very unknown it's like walking in the dark I mean it kind of is like you're not really sure how this is going to work out but as we continue to trust and see the results of our practice we will gain more and more and more and more trust in that and actually start to sort of bask in it because it's really where where all the nutrients for us to grow is <laughs> all the conditions are really in the unknown so you have to be but you have to be willing to be like I've been really 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 uncomfortable at different times and and I'm going to say actually and, and I don't think this is the case for everyone but there has been a lot of pain involved emotional and sometimes physical just pain emotional pain involved with and then at different times in my life when I I had a goal and I went after it I've I've had actual physical issues and so really really being able to endure that for a time because it will end and you will get past it that uncomfortability sort of in these sort of in these sessions like you go through these little I call them like these little storms or these like I, I sometimes I talk about us being in like a a a boat in a small river not a big river but a small river we're like in this boat and some some parts of the journey are easy you know and and it's going at, you know a nice little pace and we're just we can kind of lay on our you know back and just enjoy the ride and then other parts we got to be ready because it's getting faster and wilder and you know and so life is just kind of like that I mean it just is and so there's going to be times where we're going to be challenged and we we have to be able to to endure fear and uncomfortability and not knowing what's coming and so the one thing being that we're willing to not be liked and the second thing is being able to be uncomfortable and I I have like a few things that I actually practice um, interestingly enough I haven't been doing it recently <laughs> <laughs> but when I was really in the thick, like when I was really in the thick of 
of um, of a challenge in my life. I would write, I would keep a small journal with me. Sorry for the yawn. Um, I would keep a small journal with me and I would journal. I, I wouldn't journal, I'm sorry. I would write positive aspects and I got this from Abraham Hicks. I would just write down things that I liked about life. And just, you know, I like ladybugs. I like chocolate. I like fireplaces. I like my children. I like butterflies. I like rainbows. I would just write. I wouldn't write. I like, I would just write rainbows. And and this was like a very, very religious practice for me, especially was when I was in a time of a pitfall like I was really tanking, I would pull out my small journal and I would start writing positive aspects. I remember doing this at a doctor's office with my child. Um, I, I've been through hard times. I've been through really, really hard times. The nice part is, is that I came out better. And then I had the skills. I had the skill set. But this was one of the skills that really helped me was to write down positive aspects. Especially when I was tanking. And so that is a practice that I really believe in. And then I um, also I meditate. I meditate nearly every day. I I sit and I breathe deeply. And usually when I meditate, I do not talk. I I've, when I've done my meditations for sharing them with other people I talk mostly because I'm not really sure what exactly they would do with just me breathing for 20 minutes <laughs> and that is not to say that when I meditate I don't visually so basically what I'm doing when I when I sometimes share because sometimes I do leave my body when I meditate and I and I rise up way up like where I can see the continents and I and I I don't know how else to describe this but I sort of bless the planet the people on it the trees the I just bless it I just send it all kinds of love I call it like my my metaphoric hug <laughs> I go visit world spiritual leaders and world leaders and greet them um, uh, but I, I have a meditation practice that I really believe in 
and and I and then other things that I do I'm very intentional with nearly everything I do like I'm very careful with what I eat I exercise I love to hike I love to meditate I love to hike up to the top of something and then meditate and then go back down um so I have a pretty, and then, I mean, the biggest thing is just, is also, <laughs> along with all everything else I just said, um, really, really keeping an eye on my thoughts. I'm really in touch with how I'm feeling um, nearly every second of every day. I'm like, I'm like, I'm really, really careful with my thoughts. And I can tell like and and my thoughts do go like people that I actually don't want to think about will or or situations that I won't want to think about will pop up into my head and and then I practice not thinking about that thinking about what it is that I want and like instead of what it is that I don't want but and so I have all of these steps. Um, and then there was this last one and I just, I just, I lost it. And it was kind of important. Um, and the big steps. Oh, I'm so bummed that I lost it, but I can't remember. And it was a big one. Because I think that people have to um, come up with their own... Oh, I remember this one's a big one. Is letting go of the past. Letting go of the past is a really, really big one. At some point I had really come into, had come into my awareness that there is no, there's only the ever present now. There's, there's like, our lives are a series of consecutive nows. Like I equate it to like those old films where everything is just a snapshot of the now and they're all pinned together to form a lifetime. And nobody else has our lifetime, your lifetime, my lifetime. Nobody else has it. Everybody is in their own reality and in their own lifetime, their own timeline as it. And so letting go of the past it really in some ways doesn't even exist anymore but a lot of times we just hold on we hold on to the past even the negative past and we don't know that that is going to happen again but we can assure that it will happen again if we continue to fixate on it and believe that it's going to happen again. 
Because everything in our lives is based on our beliefs. And so, and so it is really, really imperative of give, giving up the past. And what I have noticed in my own life is that sometimes I find it challenging moving to the future when the future has not yet happened. Like, like in my present moment, I don't have somebody in my life, a man in my life to like, enjoyed my time with. I, you know, I, or a person that I perceive that I would like to experience is not in my physicality. And so sometimes what I notice is my brain will go to the past because it is not the the future has not yet manifest. But what ends up happening with that, according to Abraham Hicks, is I am pushing off the manifestation of the future by my focus on the past. And so I've I've been actively in my mind practicing staying actually in the present and doing the thing that I'm doing right in that moment with more, with more mindfulness. Coming back into the present, whatever I'm doing, doing it with more mindfulness and really thinking about it, whatever I'm doing. And so, and so here it is. I have the first thing is being okay with being disliked. The second thing is being okay with feeling uncomfortable. The third thing is developing practices for well-being. Whatever whatever your practices, whatever our practices might be. And then the fourth thing is letting go of the past. And on that note, I am going to end this podcast. I really appreciate you listening. And I will be back with other topics.